every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Reminding you, the top 60 and 60 is back on The Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30. Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top 60 uh, players in the state of Utah as we catch down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only here on The Zone Sports Network. Uh, we usually get to this a little earlier in the show, Gordon, but we thought we'd do it in the 5 o'clock hour today. Sounds good to me. Checking in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Let's check in with DJ and PK with name, image, and likeness now, uh, I guess, upon college football. It's probably not the right way to say it, but whatever. Uh, David and Pat. Did they discuss it the way we did with our uh, Mad Libs? I doubt they were that creative. But, but of course, Jake would say it that way, Gordon, like it's a plague. That's come yeah. upon yes. college football. Oh, yes. it, because it is. The oh, angel well, of death has come upon Jake us. Jake and Jonathan, I was going to go <laughs> slam my head in the door over here. Just because you're wrong, it's Gordon. Like a <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't need to get self-abusive. I'd agree with you, over, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. Uh, there are people all over the country who are celebrating this. They're not saying it's perfect, but they... Saying it's about time. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. And those people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. Uh, here's DJ and PK talking about ideas for player endorsements. What are some suggestions for the state of Utah college athletes to make money off of? Name, image, and likeness. Kicked in July 1. What are the best opportunities? David says they could sell fireworks in a multi-level marketing scheme. Fireworks, very popular in Utah. It's that time of year. And the fireworks, though, I got to have the traditional in the sky. The stuff on the ground, on the, you go out in the, the streamers doing it, just doesn't work for it me. It doesn't, because you didn't grow up with it, right? No. I didn't grow up with it either. I'm used to, you're right. You go somewhere, they shoot fireworks off, and they're a quarter of a mile up in the air. Yeah, and you hear and they, boom and all right. that stuff. And then, they and then there's the pause before they explode. Yeah. So the, the ones in the street, just. All they do is keep me up. Grant wants athletes endorsing products like a Built Bar and stuff. Built Bar seems like a natural. Something healthy, grab and go, eat on the run. Quick snack for the athlete. Help you rebound from the workout. I prefer a slow snack. Yeah, I, I just wonder how much is going to be advertising, though. It's, I just don't know that that's going to be it. Garrett says auto dealers are auto brand endorsements. Back to the advertising. So it's just advertising. That's what, it. What do you want it to be? Or what do you think it will be? I'm not sure. I don't know that I have any specific answers, but I, I just don't know that some basketball player at BYU who is just a, another run-of-the-mill guy is is, is going to make me want to buy a particular product. You know, everyone goes back to Jimmer. All right. Well, let's see, Jimmer and Ainge. We've just spanned fifty years, hmm. <laughs> and that's about it—forty years—and that's about it. So, who is compelling enough to get you to do anything? 
BYU quarterbacks. Potentially, not always. I mean, those guys end up can, can end up being the most roasted college player we have in any sport. High risk, high reward playing BYU quarterback. We can go through the list of guys who've been roasted. Yeah, it's a very high visibility position. Uh, probably in the colleges in our state, the BYU quarterback's probably the highest visible. Far more so than Utah is. I, I, I would I would think even Ute fans would agree with that. I would expect they would. I mean, Lee Gross Cup and Alex Smith. I guess it goes two ways. If you have a product and you need to reach a new segment of the audience, the athlete, especially the athlete with a lot of social media, could introduce your product to a whole new group of yeah, people. Yeah, but those are the people but that how much advertisers this, don't target them. But how much of this is really about the booster who's going to give the money to the kid, not because it's going to help the program. Because he's a jock sniffer? Right. Hey, I want to know this kid. I want to hang out with this kid. Oh, grow up. And I want this team to win. So by making sure players get paid, I'm helping the coach recruit. So it's more like a donation to the program, although it goes into the kid's pocket. I'm not sure I really see that. I can see it on theory, but will it actually be applied and happen to maybe two or three, four, five kids? And if you go football, you got 100 plus. Right. But if you have a decent team, yeah, you're not going to buy a whole team. But if you have a decent team and you had a few difference makers, quarterback, running back, big time pass rusher, if you already have a solid team, can that elevate it? Whether it does or not, if someone thinks it does, then they'll just go do it. And you have seen some jock sniffing around teams in your time, so you can't, even though you can dismiss it, ah, oh, you jock sniffing, you know, it's going to happen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There was this guy who used to fly with the Utes, because they don't, and they charge sometimes. Huntsman would lend them their jet from uh, Laramie. But most of the time, it would be just regular, and he would always be around. And he'd sit on a plane, and he'd try to talk to them. And Even little old UC Santa Barbara had that. Yeah, they, had, yeah. they had two big boosters, and one of them wanted to hang out with the kids big time and laugh and joke with them. And he was 50-whatever. and Seems so bizarre to me. People were used to having him around, so they were kind of nice to him, but it wasn't like they were tight with him. Yeah, and I'm sure he doesn't see any of them now. But then, you know, the others... The, the real high roller dudes, they were around when they wanted to be around. Like John Huntsman would be around when he wanted to be around. He had other stuff and, going. And and his presence was recognized. One time somewhere, I think we're in California, he came up to me. Patrick, John Huntsman. <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> 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 it's like I'm in awe of this man. I know, right? Who's like, <laughs> a phenomenal businessman? Done all this stuff for cancer. A respected uh, church leader in his church community. Like, yeah, yeah. I got it. I'm not going to call you John. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. I may call you Mister Huntsman. J H. What up, dog? I'm not calling you John. <laughs> That just doesn't seem right. And this was 20 years ago, so I was way younger, and there's just no way. I'm, I said, I think I said, I know who you are, Mr. Huntsman. There you go. That's DJ and PK this morning. So they brought up the whole idea of not just utilizing uh, student-athletes as, uh, as a spokesperson, or, but the whole idea of passing cash. Right. 
and and boosters that want access to the program and these sometimes predatory personalities that now have permission to get as close as they want to get. What do you mean predatory? Some people that are that are out for themselves. But what are they? What are they? What are they extracting from the student athletes that would be predatorial in nature? Mm, all right. So if I'm going to give you a hundred grand, basically for nothing, you're going to be in my pocket. Ah, why? Why not? You're giving it to me. You wouldn't feel loyalty to somebody that gave you money. Uh, not if it means I'm an indentured servant from here on out. I mean, it, the the mob's been doing it forever, Gordon. They do <laughs> so you a favor. We're, they're in now you're, we're comparing this new NCAA situation to the mob. No, but you have loyalty. If somebody says, "Okay, I'm going to hire you to do nothing, and I'm going to give you fifty grand a year," you're going to want that to continue. So you're probably going to do what that person wants you to do. I don't know. I mean, I, I want to see the fine print. <laughs> But the point is, we're not living in the Hundred Acre Wood. Everybody pictures, well, Ford is going to hire Nick Ford because they have the same last name, and he's going to big, tough offensive lineman and go Ford tough. I actually saw Nick tweet that out, so that's why I <laughs> used that as my my example because that okay. did make me smile. But that's that's what we all have in our mind. That is going to be a sliver of what we're talking about. See, I'm I don't know whether that's true or not. It might be true, but it's uh, like, not in your like hundred. When Tom Omo was it. talking to DJ and PK yesterday, he said that's already happening. What's your so, what's your, so, arg- so that's what's your argument? Happening. So what's the difference? You're making it much easier. Oh, and you're m- taking maybe, away but... all of the downside, where your your uh, what am I what am I the deterrent? What that you might get caught. That there are consequences to doing it. Didn't seem to be slowing anybody down. Know, every once in a while, you'll hear. A I'm story. sure it did slow lots of folks down. Mm. Certainly, lots of players. Maybe, I'd like to think not. there were plenty of honest people out there that were trying to do it the right way. I don't. <laughs> well, you, you tell the story all the time about Pace, who turned down the money on his uh, front seat. Yeah. Did I mention Pace by name on that? <laughs> you have, I think. Okay. Uh, I think I agree with Tom. I think a lot of that stuff is already happening, and now how is that a now, reason? By the now, way? the student athletes can benefit more widely. I, I've never, you know, like the the, the twins, the, the Fresno State basketball twins. I mean, that's a terrific thing. What are they? What's that company paying them? Like sixty thousand or something? Is that what it was? I uh, forgive me if I'm wrong on that, but that's wonderful. They get a, they get a little uh, remuneration. For their effort, they've got what over half a million followers, if I'm not mistaken, and now they they're able to benefit from financially from the hard work they've put in in that regard. And before they couldn't. What about the LSU gymnast whose her name is escaping my mind right now? But she has 3.6 million follow. No, I'm sorry, ten, that's just Twitter. She has over 10 million followers. All of her social media pages combined. And now she can, in fact, she did that, that day, yesterday, signed a deal with advertisers that are now all over her social media page that give her money. But her social media, 
there's a few gymnastic videos or pictures here and there, but it's mostly just other stuff. Mm-hmm. Dancing, singing, making funny sketches or whatever. Well, good for her. But that has nothing to do with her being a gymnast. So that, what? So that's, I'm saying, yeah. in your, in your, on your side of the argument, she's now legally allowed right. to benefit from her other talents, although she is elevated by being an LSU gymnast. Remember when you weren't even supposed to have a job during the season? You know, I talk to a lot of athletes who say, man, I can't even work. Well, yeah, I know you're going to find some anecdotal stuff of what you think anecdotal, is... Anecdotal, that's widespread. ...is what you think is the ideal usage of this whole thing. But what about the agent who latches on to the 14-year-old and says, okay, well, I'm going to give you, you know, what seems like big money to a 14-year-old. I'm going to give you five grand. But guess what? If you make it to the NBA, I get 20% of everything you make. I mean, that's aren't what I'm they, talking but about. Aren't they talking about preclusions to that exact scenario? Well, how agents but, can now come yeah, in the door. We exactly. talked to one yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but I, I thought I read somewhere where they schools were going to uh, limit that in some way. I'm how sorry, they I can't? They can't. The schools cannot limit it. No, they were. That's gonna, the whole they idea. Gonna, they were going to limit the that if okay, you could get paid while you're in college, but it won't extend. Once you turn pro. How would you legislate that? I don't know. I, I just read it. John Hart- Hartwell spoke about that very thing. You can check it out, 12 when he joined Henson Scotty, and how there is that, uh, he didn't use this word fear, but there's that question out there that, that all these agents come to a kid when they're a minor and say, hey, you're going to wear fill-in-the-blank brand. Then that kid gets to Utah State, which is another brand school. How is that going to work out? Is well, that kid going to be able to still wear fill-in-the-brand shoes when Utah State's a t- Nike school? T- Tom addressed that yesterday, and he said they'd probably be able to utilize their uh, name, likeness, and image, but not on the court, not on when it, not on the campus. So now what if that agent connected. tells them not to go there in the first place? And that's where— Well, I, first you know, of all, if, if I don't think anything would be binding if you're dealing with a minor. Although this stuff has been going on just behind closed doors, under the table with AAU and all that, And right? we're not talking about minors either. Well, if you're over 18 years old, then you probably are, you know, can do what you want legally. And that's where I get what I get your concerns, Jake. I think they're legitimate, and I think that they are concerns. This is where you kind of hope that kids have the right people around them that can help them out. And if they don't, there's going to be people that get themselves in trouble with this stuff. Mm. And it's kind of like, it's callous to say it this way, but my take is, that's life. But they're already doing that. Isn't that what the shoe companies have been doing with certain athletes already? Yep, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And they've been, as Jake just pointed out, steering them away from one school, steering them to another. Plus, that's mean, not necessarily the best for their life. But they're doing that already. Is that really a great argument? You know, people are cheating well, on their taxes only, already. Why do no, we have no. the IRS? Only in this people context. People are doing it already. Only in this context because now there are others <laughs> who will, well, there are others who will be able to benefit as well uh, without being, you know, tied down to these archaic rules that the NCAA used to have in place. I mean, cheating on your taxes is a a law, and signing a shoe deal is not. <laughs> It's and just people, an NCAA no, rule. I'm, I'm talking about the argument of people are doing it already. I'm telling you right it's, now, it's Jake, like it's not an argument. This but it's is, not a criminal activity. It's not this an argument. The basic, this is the basic divergence of opinion here. I don't think this is going to ruin college sports, and you do. 
has the potential to. Well, I, I, I don't think it will. I think you're going to be able to enjoy your college football just the way you do now five years from now. Okay, we'll see what kind of recruits go where. Okay. And that's well, I, where, where I'm going, with Jake on this. Where I are think they going the richer, now? The richer are getting get richer. So well, richer. they're already rich. See again, back to that argument that is not an argument. Well, I I think it that is it's, an argument because there's a benefit, there's a widespread benefit to those who don't necessarily fall into that category, but they fall into many others where they'll be able to benefit from a little extra cash, such as the twins at Fresno State. I think the real problem now becomes Jake. The Title IX stuff, oh, where yeah. does that fall into place? Because that is a law. Mm-hmm. That is a land of the of America law. That now, how are you going to not get sued for that? For giving for other for males getting more opportunity than females just because college football is a male sport? Well, I don't. I I, I don't see. A, I'm not an attorney, but I yeah. don't see a legal argument there on that. You could an athlete can can decide to uh, go with what other brand he wants. He's free to do that. And, you know, I mean, whether you're male or female, if you get an offer, you, you can do it. And that's, you might be right where the schools can say, hey, we got nothing to do with this. Yeah, this, this is, is an their enterprise. Decision. Yeah. So... What Jonathan Tavenari told you guys earlier, a Pandora's box is, I think, a perfect example. Because Pandora's box opens good opportunities and bad opportunities. Yeah. It opens it all up. Well, I'll admit that there's going to be some abuses here. I mean, th- th- I mean that that goes without saying. But right. Jake thinks it could ruin, and you don't think it could. Well, I, I don't think it will. I, I think there's good and bad, but there's a lot of good. A lot of bad. If I'm a, if I'm an athletic department, I'm really worried who's now going to be around my department in general. I'm really worried about what characters are now going to be involved in my inner circle of athletics. How is that going to affect your program? I, for one, would be wondering uh, if I could make decisions anymore. Like what? Give me an example of what your concern is. All right. Said booster who's paying my quarterback comes to me and says, well, you should be doing this on the field. And I say, well, that's crazy. And they say, well, I guess my quarterback's going to be playing somewhere else next year unless you do it. Okay, then that's going to happen. I mean, that could happen with parents, too. I mean, the the coaches. The coaches. That's fine. No, no, the the coaches still have the opportunity to run their darn team however they want. They're not going to sit there and, and worry about. That I don't think. I yes, mean, they will. They don't drive, why would you? Because they want their quarterback. Yeah, but the, these voices are already in the minds of these kids. Again, that argument that it's already well, happening. It is. That that makes it okay. And I don't think it is happening to this extent because this way it would be above board. Previously, the, the person could say like, hey, I don't know anything about that because you're not supposed to be doing it, so I don't have to listen to you. Now it's, well, I have to pay attention to you because you can legally do it and you can absolutely take my quarterback somewhere else. Okay, then take him. I'll, I'll and get, coaches are going to be fine with that. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. he's got to go they somewhere. They listen to the bozo, and all of a sudden all this corrupt stuff happens. If that's true, Jake, then some other agent will guide some other quarterback back to your program. That's how it works, huh? It's okay. It may not be how it works. It's the American way. It's not, though. 
Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next. This just became an episode of Dallas. (laughs) 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We got a little bogged down there in the last segment on the DJ and PK clip. We still have a clip from Hanson Scotty. They had Phil Steele on the show today. Gordon, should we give this one a listen? We shall course the the greatest of all college football previewers well he has established a, a name for himself let's go ahead and hear a clip of uh, him with Hanson Scotty today uh, let's talk about uh, some individual teams here University of Utah brings a lot of players back arguably the best linebacker in the country comes back in Devin Lloyd what are expectations for the Utes this season I think expectations should be extremely high for Utah. In fact, uh, you remember two years ago I had my number one surprise team in the country, and that's a non-top-10 team that I thought could make the playoff, and they nearly did. They won the Pac-12 title game. Excuse me, they would have been there. This year they're my number four surprise team in the country. They've got ten starters back on offense. They add in a Charlie Brewer to go along with Cam Rising at the quarterback position. Uh, I was concerned at, at running back, I mean, the tragic loss of Ty Jordan. But they do have some replacements there. T.J. Pledger, Chris Curry, Tavian Thomas, uh, Keithy at tight end. And the offensive line, Coach Whittingham said, it is his best offensive line in his tenure. And you guys were talking about offense and defensive line before. Utah's had some pretty doggone good offensive linemen through the years. So when Coach Whittingham tells me it's his best offensive line ever, I take notice. And then defensively, you touched on it. Devin Lloyd uh, at linebacker, there's plenty of talent on the defensive side of the ball. In fact, I rate their defensive line number 11 in the country, linebackers number 13, and DBs number 13. This is a team very capable of winning the Pac-12 and actually sneaking into that playoff berth. Uh, their toughest games at USC on October 9th. They do have to play, of course, the rivalry game against BYU on September the 11th. San Diego State's not going to be easy on the 18th and Stanford on a Friday. But I think that game at USC October 9th probably determines the Pac-12 South and which one of those two teams perhaps runs the table this year. Phil, if we were to go back seven years ago when the college football playoffs were starting, when they're just kicking off, and I was gonna, and I and I told you through the first seven years, there would only be two Pac-12 participants in that 14 playoff. What, what would you have said to me back then? Yeah, I, I would have said that sounds pretty silly. That 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 couldn't possibly happen. There's no way a Power Five conference would not make the playoff five times. That's exactly what I would have said. It's just unbelievable to me. Uh, it, do you believe that there is a team? I mean, you just mentioned that Utah could be a dark horse in this, but do you believe that there is a team in the Pac-12 that is more than a dark horse? They're uh, almost a sure thing to get into this year's playoff. Well, it, the, the, here's the problem with the Pac-12 this year. Uh, you take a team like Colorado. They have 16 returning starters. Generally, that means you're the second or third most experienced team in the league, right? Yeah. Well, they're the second least experienced team in the league. 16 returning starters is the second fewest in the Pac-12 this year. It tells you that there are a lot of experienced teams and a lot of quality teams. So it's going to be tough, I think, to navigate through the entire season without a defeat. However, there's one team I think has a chance to be un, uh, favored in every game this year, and it's it's actually not USC because they have 
have to play Notre Dame away from home. They have to play Arizona State away from home. It's actually not Utah. I think they'll be an underdog at USC. It's actually not Arizona State, who I think is at the level of USC and Utah this year. But they've got some tough road games like uh, Utah on the road and Washington on the road. It's actually Washington. And when I look at Washington this year, they've got a big veteran offensive line. They've got an outstanding tight end in Kate Otten, a deep set of running backs, a veteran quarterback now in Dylan Morris, a defense led by Jimmy Lake that's got eight returning starters, and Jimmy Lake always has one of the top defenses in the country. And then their schedule is what I really like. Uh, their road games this year are against Colorado, which is winnable, Stanford winnable, Arizona winnable, Oregon State winnable, and even Michigan week two I think is a winnable game. Michigan's sort of a 500 team this season. They get Oregon at home. They get Arizona State at home, and they do not have to play USC or Utah. So when you go down their entire schedule, they very well could be favored in all their games this year. And of the Pac-12 teams, they're the only one that can say they would be favored in all their games this year. So it's sort of a dark horse. I think Oregon's going to be everybody's pick to win the Pac-12 North, but I've got the Washington Huskies as my number one surprise team. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, BYU loses Zach Wilson, but when you take a closer look at their at their roster, there still is a lot of talent, and they add you know Puka Nakua uh, from the University of Washington as well. What are your thoughts on the Cougars coming into this year? Well, I tell you, they were better after talking to Coach Sataki because I, yeah. I had some question marks on this team. You know, four four returning starters on defense. And uh, I told him at the start, I'm like, yeah, I'm concerned about your defensive line. You lose everybody. He's like, Phil, I'm not concerned about our defensive line. We go three deep. I'm very happy with it. I think we'll be just as good as last year's defensive line. And and generally, Coach Sataki tells me the way it is. So, I mean, uh, if he was concerned, he would have told me that. And I I felt better at that point. And then, you know, you look at the quarterbacks. You lose a quarterback like Zach Wilson. uh, But they've got Conover. They've got Hall and Robney. I think Conover comes in as a true freshman and wins that starting job, and I think he does a fine job. They're deep in the running backs. The offensive line is one of the the better offensive lines they've had. It's a very good BYU team, but I will go back to last year's conversation with Coach Sataki. Just I was hanging up the phone, and it's ironic because at that time I think they had seven or eight Power Five teams. He goes, Phil, you realize we don't play the schedule that we used to play here. And I thought about that, and he was right. And then what happened? They ended up playing the type of schedule they used to play there. They didn't have any Power 5 teams on the schedule. And look, 11-1, and one, and, and that one loss, I mean, you give me two days to prepare for Coastal Carolina and fly on the road and play a team that runs the option, that's almost an unwinnable game, and yet they got tackled at the goal line at the end of the game, or they would have been 12-0. and 0. Just a phenomenal year. Now, that was Sataki's best team, and I said that in the magazine last year. This one can't be as good. They're not as experienced, but I don't think it's going to be a big drop-off for BYU, even though the schedule's tougher and they're not as experienced. I I still think this is a quality team. Phil Steele with Hanson Scotty on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, That was good. He's he's high on both teams. Yeah, that was fun to listen to. Utah and and BYU. Um, With Utah, it all hinges on the offense, right? Can they get enough production? BYU seems to hinge on specifically... Well, no, BYU more. Uh, they have quarterback position and defense like he was talking about. Yeah. So I I don't know if what Phil was saying there is true or not as far as the overall effect of how it's going to be applied in the fall. How far out are we, by the way? What are we, uh, 47 work days, I think? Wow. So, okay. Wasn't so, that, didn't they announce number 46 today? I can't remember. Is that what it was? Like 
So I agree. I mean, I have I have nothing but respect for the for the talent that the Utes have in that program. They have done such a good job of uh, loading up and uh, moving forward. And I, I expect them to be really good. I just you brought it up earlier, and it, it will bother me. And it's very difficult to get past the absence of Ty Jordan. Think about what that kid would be doing this year. I mean, he may be, he might be one of the top running backs in the country. I think he would be actually. Yeah, based on what he did last year. I mean, he was an All Pac-12 player last year. So. What I'm trying to figure out, Jake, is Charlie Brewer. I mean. Or Charlie B, as, as PK, PK says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, is he? You look at the numbers he had at Baylor. And, uh, can he do that with the Utes? Will he be allowed to do that with the Utes, or will he be held back a little bit? Mm, going from a Big Twelve offense to the Utes, I'm guessing that it'll be held back a little. It'll be different. <laughs> but um, he's he's uh, he's a proven talent, and uh, you you think about. I mean, Jake, you always bring up the receivers. And I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, I have been, I keep telling you, oh, it'll be different this year. It'll be different. And you keep looking at me like, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think it will be different. Their tight ends are good. Yeah, Keithy's really good. Yeah, we'll see what Britton Covey's able to do. But he's not the, you know, pop the top off the defense receiver that Utah's kind of Remember lacked. what he did against Oregon that year when you and I were both up there covering that game? Man, that feels like forever ago. It does. Um, of <laughs> He's been around, but a long but time. you know you pick you pick that game. Uh, great example. That's that's the the role Britain can perfect. You know the the change of pace, the out of nowhere, the guy that holy Tough cow, where that you know where that guy come from? Remember, um, I guess it would have been three years later because it was after he got back from his mission. But you remember that game against Washington where they kept going to Britain over and over again, like he was like the number one dude, and, and he, he was getting nearly, hit hard. Yeah, it honestly. This may be too extreme, but I don't think his career has been the same since that game. Hmm. I don't know if he's even been healthy since that game. I was going to say, if we want to take it to a real level, I'd like to know what his reading comprehension is since that game. I mean, he, and I don't mean that as a joke. No, he's, I, he's a smart dude. He's, he's very, but I've seen few players. I mean, players, his brain got rattled. Yeah, I've seen few, <laughs> few players take a beating that he took in, yeah. that, in that particular game. He should have sued Tyler so, Huntley for damages. And I don't, I don't know if, if Utah does have, <laughs> that's funny, uh, does have a number one guy on the outside. Has ever sued their quarterback? <laughs> I doubt it. Um, so I that that's why it comes down to production for the I mean is Charlie Brewer good enough to to be productive because I I'll admit that you know Jake Bentley who I thought was going to be a productive player mm-hmm. was anything but so Brewer has much more of a track record than he did mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm going to be getting room in the trophy case for the Pac-12 title just yet until we see how he and and if it's even him right poor cam rising gets recruited over the top of like a zillion times but was still the starter last year day one question is devin lloyd the best linebacker in the country is that what i hear heard phil Steele say no that's what uh scotty said could be which I think, yeah, I think Devin Lloyd. What? What kind of statement is that? That's from, and I know Devin Lloyd's a very talented guy. Is he a preseason? He might be a preseason All American. Yeah, I think he. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that that was as big of a stretch as maybe you're implying there. 
well, I don't mean to make it. I don't mean to downgrade Devin Lloyd because I think very highly of him. But when you consider all the linebackers in the entire country, that's well, yeah, high praise. Austin, he's just second team preseason All American. So, all right. I think if you're second team preseason All American, you're in the conversation. Remember the first time you saw Devin Lloyd on a football field, you went. Okay, <laughs> that guy's a player. It was pretty obvious. Well, because he he got the starting role. Because um, who was that that uh, big transfer they got from Penn State who didn't oh, even make yeah. it to camp? Yeah, what was that? He left name? for business purposes. Right, Bowen, Manny Bowen. That's the guy. Yeah, is that actually? I could be wrong about that. Is that when Devin got his? It was Manny Bowen. Was it Manny Bowen? Okay, I'm making sure I got that right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in Utah's bringing them back all sorts of studs that I have no idea why they came back to school, but somehow they did. Yeah. And so Utah's defense is going to be really good. This is what I, I like about Utah's program, and I said it already, but man, they just seem to have, I don't know where they're getting all these athletes from because I don't study recruiting the way some people do because I'm just not going to dig into high school players like that. But, man, they've got athletes in that program. And it is cool because a lot of people thought the Utes couldn't get that kind of talent. But they got it. All right, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for 20 Seconds Baseball, brought to you by Peach Window and Door. For more than 25 years, Peach Window and Door has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255. That's 801-566-1255. Austin, you ready to roll? Yes. Let's do it. (laughs) And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the Big Show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. Royals catcher Salvador Perez has decided to participate in the Home Run Derby on July 12th at Coors Field, joining Shohei Otani, Trey Mancini, uh, Pete Alonso, Trevor Story. Mike Sosha has added 37-year-old pitcher Scott Casimir to the U.S. Olympics roster, and Trevor Bauer has been placed on the seven-day injured list. He's not injured. He's being investigated for alleged sexual assault, and that's putting it very, very gently. It was fast. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, is Otani one of the most remarkable baseball players you've ever seen? Yeah. I mean. He's doing stuff that only Babe Ruth has done. Then how is his team so bad? Because they're doing stuff that no one's ever done in the sport before. Because he doesn't have murderers row around him. Like Babe did. I see. And, and really, he's really the only pitcher on the roster that's worth talking about. And he's not a full-time pitcher. Which is he better at, hitting or pitching? I uh, hitting, but he's damn good at pitching. How many home runs does he have? Is he up to thirty? Uh, he's yet? leading the league. No, not. I mean, he's, he's not like dirty. He's not something? dirty, so he's not at thirty. But I think it's close. I I've never seen anybody who could hit like that and pitch like that. I mean, really, you might be right, Babe Ruth. How many at the same time? Twenty-eight homers. How many full-time position players have even been pitchers ever? Yeah, good question. It might be since Babe Ruth that we've had something like that. And he didn't do it at the same time, I don't think, either. Oh, meaning as a DH? He was a pitcher first, and then when he went to the Yankees, he was more of a hitter and stopped pitching. Well, there were times that he did both, but yeah, you're right. I, I remember back in the 70s, there was a guy, a pitcher by the name of Rick Wise, and he was a pitcher, but he was a good hitter. 
And I was at a game once, and he hit a home run, and I thought, wow, okay, that's something you usually don't see from pitchers. Yeah, but see, but, like Mike Hampton was a good hitter too, but nobody ever thought about putting him in center field. Yeah, true. Good pull. Thank you. Astros or Mets? Astros. That's you picture him in the Astros yeah. uni? Okay. Actually, think, a Rockies uni. Ah! Signed that big deal with the Rockies. Just uh, a little history for you. The Phillies traded Rick Wise for a big lefty by the name of Steve Carlton. Nice trade. You ought to do the voiceover for 30 for 30. Steve Carlton. What if I told you? <laughs> Steve Carlton. But yeah, but a full-time position player. It's amazing. Who's also in your starting rotation. Has it ever happened? I'm not talking about a pitcher who could hit a home run once in a while, but like your right fielder is also in your pitching rotation. Uh, not that I know of. I mean, the only thing that comes to mind that's even close, and it's not, is when Rick and Keel could not pitch anymore. So he juiced up and started hitting, yeah. And played outfield. But juiced not up. at the same time. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All of that's true. Oh, dude, who was his manager at the time? Uh, who was that? Tony La Russa. All you uh, need to know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And who's been consulting with the Angels until this year? All you need to know. <laughs> Did you see what the White Sox did? They named this area of their concourse after this amazing woman who worked as a concession worker there for like 70,000 years. They named it like Gretchen's Corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Tony La Russa rolls into town and, and signs some endorsement deal and they renamed it Tony La Russa Corner. Oh, no way. Yep. Well, what that the, sounds. What was the fan base's reaction to that? That's well, sacrilege. the family's pissed. Yeah, because yeah. it's like there was a time when she, her remains were on display in said corner, and her remains were on display. Yeah, they had like Gretchen the Cook Night or whatever. Well, Utah, oh. Utah State had a similar thing with their football stadium, right? What, what was the name before? Like uh, her urn, not like Maverick Open Casket. <laughs> uh, it was what? Romney Stadium? Romney Stadium, and weren't Utah State fans really bent out of shape because that was. A really, really big deal, and, and it was so now it's Romney, Romney Field at Maverick, at Maverick Stadium. Stadium. But where I thought it was Merlin Olson Field. Oh, maybe it is. That Merlin, is. Yeah. yeah, I think Romney's out of the picture. I think wow. that's what I think that's what people were bent out of shape about. Yeah. Well, I mean, how I, I'm not I'm not one of these people who holds on to tradition and doing things just because that's the way they've always been done. But there are certain things worth honoring. And and prolonging the honoring. Yeah, I mean, could, if, couldn't you have Tony Larusa corner be down the right yes, field line? Yeah, else. A different but, corner. I mean, if BYU ever decides that they want that dough from stadium rights, I mean, you better believe BYU fans would be bent out of shape if all of a sudden it's, you know, don't even say you're Bam not, Bam's barbecue what? stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to remove Lavelle's name, but that's off how the that's how Utah State fans felt about Romney, and I I don't know all the history there, mind you, but I know it was it was very important to a lot of people. I'm telling you right now, you take Lavelle's name off that state. Lavelle built that freaking but place. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, how many million? Brother. How many millions of dollars <laughs> could BYU get for the naming rights for the stadium? I hear you, brother. Millions. It could be Mr. Max Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Could be. Getting kind of crowded, isn't it? People would be bent about that too. Yeah, why isn't it? Why is Lavelle second billing here? Yeah, know. right. 
Well, we saw at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I told you it should be like an apostrophe. It shouldn't be because he doesn't own the stadium. Well, he kind of did. No, according to a lot of people, Jesus owns that stadium. (laughs) All right. right, And as you said, you can't beat Jesus. Let alone if you don't want to believe Jesus owns it. Yeah. A corporation named the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints owns it. See, another one of your great arguments. Not like, Lavelle Austin Edwards. goes, Lavelle Edwards doesn't own it. And you said, well, he kind of does. No, he doesn't. It's not, and he, he did not. He didn't own it literally. But, but that's he, what I'm saying. He owned it figuratively. You know what doesn't exist? Figurative. <laughs> he said to the stadium, who's your daddy? <laughs> I own you. I always wondered what that was like. In fact, I talked with uh, Lavelle about that. What was it like to, to drive up and see your name on the stadium? And he was so humble about that whole thing, you know. Yeah, I, and that, genuinely so. That, that's when we're a talking guy. About that's a guy. We talked about him with Locke the other day. Remember? I mean, it, it was just like that's a guy who was so comfortable. You could, you could insult him, and although he was no pushover, I'll tell you that right now. But you, you could do something that would offend others, and Lavelle would roll off his back like it was nothing. And that's pretty rare in this world of people who are of his renown. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. He's a you mean cool, Lavelle cool didn't say your level of criticism matches your <laughs> level of education? <laughs> he used to get That's mad. a joke, by the way. He, he used to get mad on those uh, on those uh, coaches shows when <laughs> he'd get mad at Paul James because they would be playing all these highlights of the other team scoring touchdowns, and Lavelle would say, "I don't know why we're I don't know why we're playing that. That's not. I know you think you know more than I know." Oh, Bronco had some just golden moments, didn't he? I forgot about that one. I like these. Glo- was that? Was I that, like these glossary terms. Was that the one where they tried to correct the size of the recruit? The very same. <laughs> yeah. Where someone just. I out, love Bronco. Someone out of the peanut gallery was just like, actually, Bronco. Uh, anyone, anything else that anyone knows that I don't know? Okay, I don't blame him on that one. That one would be aggravating. He must have gained some pounds. You're trying that to, was all that. You're trying yeah. to correct me on the weight of a recruit. I think it was Riker Matthews, actually. Was name. it? Yeah, I was. I was in the room that day. It was a signing day, and he was. They were doing the slide, and was, some was, some guy in the Cougar Club. I went, actually, he's two ninety four, Bronco. <laughs> yeah. Was he mad or was he oh, trying to be pissed. funny? Oh no, he'd be, I'd be mad too. I'd be like, uh, yeah, have him removed and. Remember, uh, if he's never seen from again or heard from again, that'd be okay. Remember the look he gave Suspenders Boy? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was standing that right there. Same look. Yeah. Same look. Okay. But then also a, a side eye at Duff Tittle and went, all right, I'll play ball a little here. Mm-hmm. But that's where you got uh, these comments of, uh, I know you think you know more than I know. But, but you, you do. don't and shut it. <laughs> Can you imagine Lavelle saying that? No. I don't blame Bronco on that one, though. <laughs> Not one bit. I mean, that is what you're going to correct me? You're going to shout out from the peanut gallery to correct me on the weight of a recruit? There was, there was music. They were videoing it. It was a, it was this whole setup. And then Johnny from Provo. Actually. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, another week in the books. Uh, that went fast. It does go by quick, doesn't it? Uh, it's a good time of year. 
We have a lot of fun. We had a lot of. We laughed a lot this week, Jake. We have laughed a lot. That's good. Yeah, we argued a little. We laughed a lot. Told a lot of stories. Most of them entertaining. Some of them ridiculous. For example, I can't think any of any really funny ones. <laughs> Me either. Right now. No. But we laughed. I cried a little. <laughs> I told you a couple of new stories you hadn't heard. Well, no, you probably heard them all. Yeah, we've known each other for a while, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, I stay I stay true to, I, I, I stay on that line of truth, you know, because I don't want to stretch the truth just to make it that much more. Interesting. Uh, before we say goodnight, I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July, happy Independence Day. Be safe out there, folks. Hopefully uh, most folks will have find something fun to do out there, barbecues, whatever we've got going on, family time. Spend some time with the people you care the most about. That's the best part about it. And celebrate, you know, the country, the good things about our country. Yeah. Yeah, I love this country. I love 4th of July. Um. What about the fireworks thing? How do you feel about that? I see I'm not a firework guy to begin with, so mm-hmm. I I don't care. I would prefer that the the state not be on fire, so if that's going to be a thing, then I'm <laughs> not going there, but Good point. I I don't know. You're not talking about somebody who's passionate about fireworks. I I I sort of have run my course with that. I maybe younger people, you know, still have are hungry for that, but I I just don't I mean, it's the same every year, isn't it? and I'm the of the opinion that you uh, display your IQ based on how many fireworks you spend money on. So, a lot of people out there spending money on fireworks. The higher the bill, the lower the IQ. <laughs> wow, what did Bronco say about that when he insulted his fans? Oh, oh he said the the level, level of, of criticism cr- usually matches the level of intelligence. Education, <laughs> education. Yeah. That's right. And I'm with him on the fireworks. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a good point. You ever see an episode of Cops that doesn't involve fireworks? Didn't think so. You know, with that Bronco thing, I always thought, you know what? Uh, nobody likes being criticized, but insulting your fans is an interesting way to go. <laughs> that's a bold move. That's a bold a move. They're essentially your customers. Yeah, I mean, nobody. That, that, that would be like uh, that would be like uh, name me a retailer. Name me a retailer. No, for, for in your world, Marcus Neiman. Neiman Marcus? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Neiman? No, I'd just say any, I'd be like a store coming out and saying, hey, all you guys are stupid. It would be like that. I hear you, brother. How about, how, okay. You couldn't think of a retailer? I couldn't. I was going to say Sears, but yeah, you ruined them. You could have gone Mr. Mac. We played that drop right there. But yeah, yeah, insulting your fans is rarely the way to go, I think. But please, just don't do fireworks. Here's the thing, you know, I just don't shop much. You don't say. Yeah. Are you going to call the cops on your neighbors, Austin? I've already got it planned. <laughs> I've passed out flyers. I've told them all. You're on watch. You're, you're on I'm notice. on watch and you're on notice. You, know you see one do. fountain firework, the, the sheriff is You're sh- going is downtown, <laughs> Bobby Brown. Jake, let's let's drive by Austin's house and, you know, fire a bottle rocket at the front door. Be the last thing you do. <laughs> I wonder if I called the cops on Gordon, whether he was doing anything or not, if they'd really give him a hard time. I'm not doing. It. What would I? What not am in I that doing wrong? No, I know, but you you say he's doing something wrong, and then they give you a hard time. You know what I mean? 
Like, he's going to tell you he's not lighting off fireworks, but trust me, he is. <laughs> yeah, do I look like that type? Yeah, I do. Yes, you do. Oh, well, not at all. All right, buddy. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be in the backyard eating hamburgers. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.